You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Andre Drummond calling himself a Hall of Famer. Plus, Pippen ain't easy. Got three Bulls targets, that were trade targets we're going to talk about, and the ultimate tummy tuck. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200, 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Oh, God. <laughs> It's Friday, y'all. Oh, with that said, Pat, uh, Andre Drummond was on a podcast, man. And uh, I will say this. I've never been been so, like, in agreement with somebody when you talked about rebounding. And then it literally went off a cliff, bro. Uh, You got that clip ready for us, Pat? I do. Hold on. Let me throw this up here because this this mug uh, stream got a little different with how you share the clips here. Here we go. Here we go perspective like i just said i used to play 40 plus minutes i was the star all-star all nba i've done it all of fame candidate best rebounder ever i've been seeing this little graphic going around talking about you being the ever total rebound percentage ever oh you already know what i'm talking about i'm the best ever no doubt what you mean okay okay let me ask you let me ask you this big big man in in the history of the game where do you rank yourself where do you see yourself in terms of rebounding or as a big man all around everything whatever you want i'm not gonna lie there's some some good ass bigs in the time i think i've done i've done great in my career i think i have a chance to be a hall of fame player due to what i've done in my career actually i'm pretty sure i'm in the top 20 for being the hall of fame so i have a great chance that's rebounder ever ever respect Okay, Patrick. So we got to talk about it. Andre Drummond per percentage is the best rebounder ever. That's just it. Per, like that. That's almost you can't really argue that fact, right? What? What's the how? how who's not rebounding you in the ad read in the beginning, right? What's the percentage based on? The percentage is based on the the rebounds that you're in position to get when you're on the court. So meaning, if you're near the rim. Basically, and and a rebound is there. You get that percentage of rebounds. That's what rebounding percentage is. So it doesn't take in the, in the account if you're out on the perimeter and there's a rebound. It counts in if you're near the rim when the when a shot comes off the rim. That's rebounding percentage. This feels like a situation of I can get numbers to tell me anything I want to hear. Now wait a second, because you literally before we started recording says that he no 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 I'm still, I'm still I'm still on that side of it, but I'm just saying the graphic of rebounding percentage threw me off, and I'm trying to find it in the video again so okay. I can pause it right so like they threw that up in thirty seconds. The exact definition of rebounding rate or percentage is a statistic to gauge how effective a player is at gaining possession of the ball after a missed field goal or free throw. Rebounding rate is the is an estimate of the percentage of missed shots a player rebounds while they're on the floor. So that's the difference between rebounding percentage and rebounding rate. 
Here's so, my issue. Here's your five, okay. right? Here's the five that are on the list. Now, the whole other conversation we can have, but Andre Drummond, Dennis Rodman, Reggie Evans, DeAndre Jordan, Rudy Gobert. Everybody else was dead before them? Uh, I know. Like, like, there was a guy that averaged 50. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, well, how many rebounds would have that season? Under like twenty eight a game, he was averaging or something like that. You telling me he wasn't in, in position for more than twenty four? They were five foot white guys out there. <laughs> anyway, well, also, anyway, let's keep it going. I mean, yeah, I mean that is. I don't know you, where the stat begins, right? Like Jerry West's three point shot point. stat is different. Yeah, it must ha- it must begin at a certain point because there's no way Wilt. I'm looking at the top fifty right now. Is his name not on here at all? If Wilson ain't been known there, that, that tells me everything I need to know, right? Like the best ever. Bill Russell on there? Bill Russell is on. No, no. I take that back. Bill Russell yeah, is not. So yeah, that's so probably that, a certain part where it begins. Yeah, they, they started that. doing that at a certain amount of time. Yeah. All right, last, fair enough. Last five years. But, now, with that said, we have Andre Drummond saying that he is a clear Hall of Famer. Top mm-hmm. 20, he said, to get in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what that means. What criteria? I don't know what the criteria <laughs> carried towards the criteria. But he said he met the criteria. <laughs> uh, no, here's here's what I'll say. Here's right, because I am making the argument that Andre Drummond does have a case for the Hall of Fame. One, his career is not over. Andre Drummond can still be a guy who goes out there and, and continues to rack up. I mean, with what he's doing at this point, like Andre Drummond is 29, he's 30 now. 30 now. He finally hit 30. Yeah. Uh, if he plays four more years and continues to average between eight to 10 rebounds, he's going to rack up quite a few more rebounds per game. Um, so I don't know, right? He could end around the 11,000 mark, which would put him. Around top 20, 35, between 35 and 25 all time. If we're actually including this stat, it's tough to keep him out. Now, granted, right, whatever he succeeds on, whatever he wins on, that'll all play into that, right? If the Bulls manage to get an NBA championship while he's a part of this team, right, that'll all play into it and different things like that. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about Andre Drummond as a Hall of Famer based on how they're grading rebounds. Rebound. So we're saying that he's going to get in, but no individual accolades, no titles, not that many wins in his career. And we're saying that Andre Drummond is going to get in basically built off rebounds. I just want to be clear. It, it, listen, if you're saying that, and this, that's what that stat is saying, I didn't make the stat. I don't even like the stat. <laughs> but that stat is saying that based on percentage, based on whatever year it starts at, He's the best ever. If you're the best ever at something, you get into the Hall of Fame. Andre Drummond's right now 47th all-time rebounding. He'll probably finish around top. Not if he keeps playing for Billy Donovan. (laughs) 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 He better get out of here ASAP. (laughs) Not if he keeps playing for Billy Donovan. Coach, I got nine (laughs) rebounds. I need one more to pass up Jack Sigma. You sitting on the bench the next 18 minutes of this game, bro. I don't know, bro. And here's the thing, right? It's not a it's not a situation where like I I'm gonna be honest, I don't like the basketball hall of fame. I personally don't. I think well, keep people, in mind too, it is basketball, not just NBA Hall of Fame. I, I don't think I agree. He, he did he was he at UConn? Did he say two years of UConn? Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, right? Okay. It's the basketball hall of fame. Is yeah. Stefan Marbury gonna go into the basketball hall of fame? 
Stephon Marbury? Mm-hmm. Never. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, though. I get it. Never. Stephon Marbury is the greatest Chinese player. <laughs> I get it. Never. Hey, right? But it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. So based on the criteria... They but that's, get but in. The, being the best ever, that's your criteria. That's not necessarily a criteria no, that gets that, you in, that bro. Is, that is how basketball gauges this, right? Like, that's how basketball, I believe he also has a gold medal uh, on, on an American team. Maybe he was on the team that lost. He might have been on the team that lost. he was lost. on that team that lost. He might have been on the team so that his, lost. His accolades, two-time NBA All-Star, one-time All-NBA third team. He won the w- rebounding title four times. He was all rookie second team, rising star chan- challenge MVP, and the Big East freshman all freshman team in 2012. Rebounding titles. <laughs> oh, he well, he does have gold. He has gold medals in the FIBA World Cup too. in He's 2014. Yeah, that's it though. But that's not an Olympic. He has a FIBA gold, not oh, an Olympic. Derrick Rose team, wasn't he? I don't remember. I'm not even going to act like 2014. I think, he, I think it was on the Derrick Rose yeah, team that, sound, that ended that up winning. That about right. But, yeah, I just, I, I listen, I'm not a fan. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I look at the Basketball Hall of Fame, and I'm like, it's a lot of bodies in there that that's cool that y'all got in. But it's some questions. I got some questions, right? You shouldn't be in because your team was successful. You shouldn't be in because your team, it should be based on what you did. Are you a Hall of Famer? Are you going to get into the Hall of Fame because of your accolades? I can't say that Drummond don't have accolades. I, I mean, we we talked about him as a decade for the best rebounder in the game. All till, but you keep so- going back to ones that that's even the people that we question either have an individual accolade, not just a stat. Like that's a stat. That's not an accolade. I mean, actual trophies for something. Drummond has none, and I'm not. I, and I'm not saying that you. I get the basis of what you're saying. But I'm just, I'm just, I just want to put it in perspective, right? Even almost the worst Hall of Famer that you can name probably has some gold somewhere outside hey. of just Olympic gold. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this right now, and I want everybody to mark this down. Whenever it happens, it's gonna be the funniest thing in the world. But I guarantee you, at some point, somebody's gonna bring up this conversation that's gonna change people's perception on it. I hope to God I'm not the person that does it. <laughs> I hope to God I'm not the person that does it. We're gonna be sitting here one day talking about Stefan Marbury going into the basketball hall of fame. Okay, because that you, still ain't got nothing to do with Andre Drummond. It, it, it's based on right everything that is, the, but like we we look at it right, like in our mind. But I understand that, but yet we've we've not had somebody yet, to my knowledge, that for example is just a Euro League player that has made the Basketball Hall of Fame. That is where you start setting that precedent. If it gets to that point, then yes, the floodgates open. The floodgates open for somebody like Stefan Marbury. But like until that happens. I get what you're getting. And I'm not saying that eventually it's going to happen. Hopefully me and you do not live to see the day. Because the rent that I will have. Right? The rent that I will have if that happens. But like, but I mean, you also see that. But you also got to take into account, right? Steph was a 20 plus point per game player for like. Never mind. I take everything I back to said. Vladi, Vladi Divac is in the NBA Hall of Fame. Bro, listen, 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 and it's no disrespect. I agree based on the person and and the entire world career. Yao Ming's in the Hall of Fame. What did Yao do? Tell me something Yao did, except be big. And he was good. He was really good. He was one of the best play, one of the best bigs at that time. But realistically, he never was healthy enough on the court for you to say he's an NBA Hall of Famer. If you look at his, his accolades versus like Drummond, 
eight-time NBA All-Star, two-times All-NBA second team, three-times All-NBA third team, all-rookie first team, CBA MVP, there he goes, the, the, the overseas, uh, top scorer overseas. in the World Cup. But, I mean, his accolades towers over Andre Drummond's. But realistically, we're talking about, what, two years? Two years of what? Like, of him being healthy enough for them accolades to mean something. <laughs> I mean, when you're when you're an all star, well, that's the thing. The China vote. So let's. He was an eight time all star, two thousand three through two thousand and nine. He's an eight time all star with the China vote, with the Chinese vote backing him because it's a fan vote thing, right? True, true. But even in that time, only two seasons, three seasons, he played below sixty games in that, which is surprising. I didn't think that. I w- I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't have guessed that either. Yao Ming has seasons of. 82, 82, 80, then 57, 48, 55, and 77 games played. I did not think Yao Ming played that many. No, no. Yao, Yao, right? That 08 season is with T-Mac. That team was ready to go, and they lost both of them before the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, collectively, they had one healthy foot between them. One foot. One healthy foot between them. All right, we got to add read to do. We didn't (laughs) miss them by a mile. Jesus. Next up, we're going to get into uh, Pippen Ain't Easy has three tra- Bulls trade targets. Wait, hold on. So you don't think, let's let's say this, you don't uh-huh. think he's in the Hall of Fame. I feel like we didn't answer the question. You don't Andre think he's Drummond? in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Eighth ballot Hall of Famer. At, at the, at the middle. Still a Hall of Famer, dog. I mean, that's I still a Hall of Famer. I, listen, I don't like it either. I, 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 if I had to say, if that's a straight answer, yes or no, Andre Drummond to me is not a Hall of Famer. But all it takes is one bad class and somebody's going to sneak in there and it's going to be like, what are we doing? He had double doubles and played for the Bulls. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I kind of remember. uh, Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Where did Pat go? I don't know what happened. All right. Uh, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Bro, what's happening with the stream right now? Is the background going or am I tweaking? Uh, you put, you, somebody must have clicked this up. All right. All right, Matt, with that being said, uh, <laughs> we're what's off the rails. What's right now? It's the drumming conversation. See, you talk about Andre Drummond as a Hall of Famer, things start going wonky. Even, even the even the internet is like, hey, man, what are we talking about here? What are we doing? What are we really doing here? What are you doing? Uh, but Pippen ain't easy. Has three interesting Bulls trade targets for the season. Keep in mind for those that are that are asking why the uh, Bulls do have biannual exception, disabled player exception of ten point yep. two million dollars. Uh, the three targets that they brought up that would make sense for the Chicago Bulls to them: Mike Conley, Tyus Jones, Doug McDermott. Now, had we not acquired Javon Carter, I could I can understand the point guard targets a little bit more. Not to say that they aren't potentially an upgrade over Javon Carter, but. What do you think about those trade targets back? Give me McBuckets back. 
With the way that the team currently is, right, and that's because we already have Javon. You know, I'm a Tyus Jones guy. I love Tyus Jones. I, I wish want to see him next to Zach Levine. But Doug McDermott would fill such a need and void on this team. Now, here's the real question. Why would the Spurs get rid of Doug McDermott at this point when literally it's like, hey, we got our rookie. We kind of want to start winning. We're going to need some three-point shooting. But I would love to have McDermott back even after his down season last season, right? I mean, only shot at 41%. Uh, I still think that he's a guy to, that can come in and and be an asset for you. He was a guy who has been a little bit up and down, but uh, uh, I'm sorry, only shot at 45% from the field. Still 41% from three. Mm -hmm. He's an elite three-point shooter now. And guess what the Bulls need? Size and three-point shooting. Now, to ask, answer your question. Nothing else. <laughs> on why they would bring uh, trade Doug, uh, Dougie McBuckets? Yeah. Keep in mind, at the three, ahead of him, they have Keldon Johnson, Reggie, Reggie Bullock. At the four, Jeremy Sohan, Seti uh, uh, Osman ahead of him. Yeah. They could potentially get rid of Doug, Doug McDermott. I, 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 would, I could see it. I'm not going to lie to you, though, man. It, it would be such a interesting comeback for him, especially... I mean, I don't know, man. Even when we traded him, I, I I got to the point, even when we traded him, I was like, hey, the three-point percentage is going the right direction. Like, should should we get rid of this guy? Like, he he turned into what we wanted him to be. Now, granted, right, for as high as we took him, we thought that he was going to be more sooner. But he turned into what we wanted him to be. I think now he's a player that I would like to have on this team. You want to know the craziest part about all this? Doug McDermott's 31. Dang, is he? Wow. Still older than Andre Drummond. What's going on out here? Uh, but actually, he I, might I mean, be 32 heading into this year. Let me see. Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott it, will be 32 this season. Do you want to know what his defensive rating was last season? Was it god awful because the Spurs were god awful? 124. <laughs> you want to know what though? I would like to see that by year because I feel like when he was with Indiana and you when see he by was year? with got the Spurs early on, it was better. Let's let's go over this. So his first season Your with the Chicago Bulls, me I'm wrong. 107.9. Second year with the Chicago Bulls, 111.7. It's getting first, worse. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, after he was traded, that first year, 112. After that, 114. Got better in Indiana, 112. The first two years in Indiana, 117. The last year in Indiana, 117 the the first year with the San Antonio Spurs and 124 last season with the San Antonio Spurs. He got he a role. <laughs> he got a role. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? If I'm sitting here with a lineup on the floor that includes Javon Carter, Patrick Williams, uh, Andre Drummond, let's say he actually gets some tick in this game, and I'm replacing that, and, I, and I'm adding in Kobe White and Doug McDermott. Are we upset about that? Doug can't play defense. At least we know Doug actually can't play defense, and it's not just like he's not trying. I'm not upset if you're coming off of my bench giving me that. Listen, I'm not telling you bring Doug McDermott here to start, but if he's coming off <laughs> well, of let's, your play, bench, let's be clear. It's here to play a, a, a very particular role. A very specific role. Like every NBA team in the NBA outside of the Chicago Bulls has a player to do. They, now, every the team in this league got a dude that is just like, what do he do? He shoots. Here's the thing. While his three-point percentage is solid at 41, he only is making 1.9 a game, and he's getting like 15 million. Are we paying 15 million dollars for two three-pointers a game? 
You know what, though? I, I think that with you also have to take into account, this is one of the rare moments, rare moments, where there's a guy that actually perfectly fits Billy Donovan's scheme. This is very true. This is, this is one of the rare nice. moments. What do we want Doug McDermott to do? Hey, you stand in that corner and shoot threes? Yes, I can. You know what I mean? Like, I think that this is a moment for me with, with Doug where, one, he brings you the size, brings the length, uh, and we'll be able to shoot. Size and length is what you're looking for? Hey, that's, that's what, what I'm looking for on a basketball court. Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I'm no Mariah Mills, but on the basketball court, size and length is what I'm looking for. Like, I don't know what else, what else do you say that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know how else to say that at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't even Doug McDermott, $13.75 million a year. Yeah, because for, here's for the thing. two three here's pointers a game. No, here's the thing. We have to change our mindset. How much of the cap is that? That's that what? is ten percent of the of the cap. Yeah, for something that where I think that legitimately, right? Of course, it's it's two three pointers a game average wise. There's gonna be games where he gets hot. There's gonna be games where he. But goes there's gonna off. be games where he gives us zero. There's gonna be games. Nothing, 100%. He's a pure shooter. But guess what? That's what we had with uh, uh, guys like BJ Armstrong. That's what we had. We got like every NBA It's different team. when you have MJ next to him, bro. Like you, you, you put Doug McDermott out there with MJ. I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about it too much. I don't know. MJ might punch Doug at the end of the oh, day. Oh, absolutely. At least a couple MJ's times, bro. I just, I just feel like when you have something of need, and mm -hmm. you have somebody that specifically can do that, I'm willing to invest more money into that. And we talk about 10% of the cap. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Here's, here's, here's my question to that. I'll joke aside, and I understand your points, right? We're having fun with this conversation. I mean, but it's Doug McDermott that we have to come also highlights, you, can't, though, you can't do nothing but have fun. <laughs> but I think, that, I think that it highlights, though, how much value we're getting out of somebody like Tory Craig, who yeah. is making the same two three-pointers per game, but is also bringing you great point-of-attack defense. But and we I, got that for the veteran minimum. Here's, here's my concern, though, with Tory Craig, and I, mm -hmm. I I hope he does. Why do I believe him? He got mm -hmm. hot. He got hot. Well, even, that's but that's why I, I always talk about Tory Craig from the standpoint of his career. Like just last season, it's fool's gold, right? Until he does it again, it's fool's gold. But even for his career, Tory Craig is a 34% three point shooter, taking 2.6 per game. That's not terrible. It's not Doug McDermott. But because of the brand of defense he also brings and a solid rebound, and keep in mind that he's also giving you four to five rebounds per game. Right. That that's what makes a little bit of difference there, right? I can I can deal with that, but it's just to me, mm -hmm. right? Like, yes, I get I get the defense, I get all of that for the price that I'm getting. But I yeah. still the only guy, let's let's be a hundred percent about this Bulls team here. The only guy we have right now who is a what is happening? bro. What is happening with this thing? You got to be pressing something. I'm blaming you. It's just I'm, I'm, when, when all else fails, you blame the I'm, lightest. I'm doing lightest the rest of the pod with my hands like this. That's nice. Nah, <laughs> <bad, bro. laughs> it's the only all black pod on the network. I can't have my hands up the whole show, bro. That's a bad look. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Actually, I don't. Know, I don't know if we're the only all black pod on the network. It's got to be something in Atlanta, right? Don't worry about it. But uh, <laughs> the question for me is. Right, your your best all like all he does is shoot. Your best guy that like is 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 five nine, five ten maybe. Who? I thought we give him Javon Carter. You giving him the best shooter on the team? 
Forty percent from three from. I mean, Patrick Williams is that also? Patrick Williams, yeah, I give you that. But you know what, P. Will, are you gonna shoot like you did in the second half when Pat Bev was like threatening to cut you? Like, is that like that's that's the real question? You know what I mean? You gonna shoot like you did in those last twenty two games when when Patrick Beverly was like, you gonna shoot? I'm gonna call these dudes and you gonna disappear. <laughs> I mean, way, he was shooting shoot. solidly before that. Let's not you act see, like he was you, just. Yeah, but not not as not as value. Right, like in in the second half of the season, he was shooting what four three pointers a game. Oh, uh, let me take a look. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't I don't remember off the top. I of think my head. in the beginning of the season, he so was post, around like pre All Star break. So that would have been before uh, come. Yeah. He was taking three and a half and hitting it at a forty percent clip. That's good. Post he was taking actually less three point one and hit it at a forty six percent clip. Huh. So, yeah, okay. I yeah, it's same dude. Um, yeah. take more. If you hit it at a forty percent clip, take more. That's really all it like. I'm a, I'm not gonna lie to you. Forty percent clip and you're taking three. Mm-hmm. But that floater don't work. <laughs> yeah, you might Let's as well take more three pointers. Let's hope it works this year. Let's hope it works this year. Okay, we'll see. All right. Uh, but let us know what you guys think as far as that. I know we didn't talk touch on the point guards a little bit too much, but listen, I I don't see the Bulls trading for. If the Bulls trade for a point guard at the at the something's gone wrong. Something's gone badly wrong. Yeah, Javon Carter sucks. Yeah, that that case. And, then and Kobe White sucks. We're having a whole different conversation at that point. Uh, but uh, we want to remind you guys that Locked on Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Now, the ultimate tummy tuck, that is a heck of a name for a title, but we got to talk about it, bro. See, so, uh, I thought this is not a topic on Zion Williamson. Not, not surprisingly not. Yeah. Um, or on Pinky Doll, but you know it is what it is. Uh, the, the NPC chick. Oh, is that her name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I knew her. Never mind. That was a wild joke that was coming. That was a wild joke. I hate that I know what you were going to say. Yo! <laughs> Woo! All right, let's go. Oh, that's a technical foul. <laughs> you, you, you're tripping on that one. <laughs> oh, on eight crazy nights, <laughs> Yep, brothers. Bro, oh, man. With that said, you know, we're just going to go ahead and finish out the show without <laughs> The eight crazy nights reference might be the best thing of the night, bro. <laughs> hey, I love that movie, bro. I, I love, love that movie, movie bro. Oh man. Anyway, with a wrong hand. Yes. <laughs> um. So unfortunately, there was a shooting at a White Sox game. Uh, what was that like? A two weeks ago at this point. There's so many jokes I want to throw out <laughs> off of that. And so we found out a couple of days ago that the woman smuggled the gun in. He made it through the metal detectors because the gun was hitting under her fat rolls. If you don't use your body weight to roll on the ops, you have officially failed at life right now. <laughs> That's what I call a tummy tuck, bro. That's why we call this month the ultimate tummy tuck, bro. Like, you got that thing tucked up under that. And his, I have so many questions on this, right? Not normal questions either. My biggest question on this, I'm going to be 110% with you. Like, it was there a holster under there or was the gut just holding it? Like, have you seen, see, I've made it to a, I've made it to an interesting part of TikTok because of my wife, right? She's a, she's a lactation consultant. So I get a lot of like breastfeeding uh, 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 content and stuff like that. So there's a trend. Sure, that's mothers, why you get it. 
Hey, whatever you take. Uh, no, there's there's like a trend of mothers that like lift a titty and put like a bowl under there and hold it. Like, is the gun just being held by the belly fat against the? Is this Fupa territory? Can you say Fupa on a podcast? I don't know. Is this, so this Fupa territory? This is according to ESPN Chicago reporter. Hey, shout Pe- out Peggy Kaczynski. She Peggy reported Kaczynski. this. Uh, have you met her? I did. Uh, that's what I did the post game show with. That is hilarious. Um, uh, the gun was snuck into the stadium by one woman who was hit. The shooting was an accidental discharge by the woman whose injury was previously identified as a graze wound. She reportedly snuck the gun in past the metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. Because she said in a post on it, bro. I'm- yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Listen. And the only reason I can laugh at this is because she shot herself. She grazed herself. If somebody else was injured in this, it would be a different story. Well, she did. Somebody else did get hit by the bullet, somebody else but, did it, get but hit? it grazed them as well. So, oh, man. Here's, here's, here's my question for you, bro. As bad as it has gotten. By the way, Jerry spoke today on this <laughs> issue, which is even why we're having this conversation. But here's my, and also the fact that he basically hired Chris Getz. I, hey, hey. I said this to uh, Nick uh, Morawski over on uh, Locked on White Sox. He said, is this anything different? I said, this is as different as it gets. I'll see y'all later. But uh, no, uh, here's... (laughs) Listen, listen. What are we dubbing the movie of the White Sox season? (sighs) Like, this is one of the wildest seasons. I can't say what I want to say. I've ever seen in my life. Like, is this like the good, the bad, and the belly? Like, (laughs) if y'all want... If y'all want to know what I would call the season, you got to hit me up on Twitter. I refuse to say it. (laughs) But I will say the good, the bad, and the belly. The good, the bad, bad and the belly. I mean, or is it just belly, right? Like, belly, a great movie, but like also a lot of guns. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even say belly's a great movie. Belly had a great intro, and then the rest of the movie happened. I mean, I I like belly, but I I like belly too, but it ain't great. You know what I mean? That's like, that's like Space Jam great. I mean, yeah, Space Jam is actually a trash movie, but you know, but it's great for another day. Yeah, but it's great. But it's great. But no, I just, I, I mean, like, dog, like, there's got to be a name for this, bro. Like, the White Sox have had a fight where Tim Anderson got knocked out, bro. That's a woman gun. So this is how Shorty rolled into the. Okay, she rolled into. Hey, bro, I don't know if we can show that on here, bro. I don't know if we can show that on here, bro. Hey, yo. Was he wearing bottoms, bro? Did you, did you just expose us? YouTube definitely flagged that. He got bottoms bro. on, bro. He That's crazy. We, we good. We even clear, bro. <laughs> you, can, you can follow us on everything at Lockdown Bulls. That's the greatest can, moment of my life. Can, you can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh man. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's CEO H A I Z E, man. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls, man. We will catch you lovely and beautiful people next week for Pat the Designer. I'm Hayes. It's been Locked on Bulls, man. We out here. Peace, y'all. <laughs>
I want to come up with something witty to say here, but I'm so lost. <laughs> Visibly disturbed, bro, was the best moment of the I'm week. I'm still man. disturbed. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, man. You know, when something's so wild, all of a sudden it feels weird to, like, move your face again. Like, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> oh, Jeez. man. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs>